Richo, Brownie and Hummer back for another week. A massive show coming up. All your favourites. The movie line, a burning question, the Trump or Trumpet Award. And a special investigation, Richo. Was Nathan Brown responsible for the death of an Australian what's, legend? What's on his shoulder? What is he doing? I've got what's a, that? I've done my neck. Is that, was that your pack. actual intro? Yeah. Oh, it was. So, 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 well, well, I still have more to go and you've interrupted it. So what, what's happened here? <laughs> what's happened to your neck? And why I've... did you think that it was okay to bring that into a podcast? Because, mate, I'm a cripple. I'm honestly barely alive at Is the moment. Is that a cold pack or a hot pack? Up. It's a heat pack. I was drying my hair this morning, right, Richard, right. and I've done my neck. Yeah, I've but, popped it. Okay, I've so, it right with your towel. So, Nate, yep. that, that's an acute injury. That's an acute injury. Yeah, so you so put why, why you sure it wasn't a hair dry? Like, nah, everyone said, you know what, I, what I've been saying? Oh, I did a hair dry sort yeah. of operator. I did it, dry my hair, and goes, well, that's a bit, you got a bit good, how you You've got good hair, but, mate, if that's an acute injury, mm-hmm. it's probably bleeding and inflamed. You have ice. Why has he got heat on it? Oh, I don't know. It's going to make it worse. Yeah, my mum told me to put a heat pack on it. It's like when you drink when you've got so a cork or something. Yeah, hey, um, you ever done a neck? Yeah, no, nah, not good. Yeah, ah, they're bad. Necks and, necks and backs are absolutely no it good. It affects your whole mindset of neck injury. You get angry, yeah, don't you? you? Do. Yeah, you get well, it's like ha- when, you're, when you're hangry, when you're, when you're hungry and you get angry. It's yeah, a, a yeah. bit similar. It well, is. how's this? I was supposed to, I've got a couple of days off because I had to work all weekend. It was a right. big, big weekend for the uh, the PR team here at Sportsbet, as you'd imagine. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was meant to go to the driving range Actually, today. He, he works so hard. <laughs> I was meant to go to the driving range today because I've got a new driver. You I saw it out there. Then I had, I've got 18 holes booked in tomorrow and 18 holes booked in. Sunday? No, I hope not. I'm seeing a magician Cairo tomorrow morning, though. How do you hit him? Good? Yeah, I'll go all right. I, I've changed my swing a couple of weeks ago. You get some acupuncture. Yeah. That works. Hey, uh, Brownie, now we, we mentioned at the top. We did. Then we've got a special investigation into Nathan Brown because Bob Hawke, unfortunately and very sadly, the, the legend Prime Minister, passed away on the week. And there's some allegations that you were responsible for it, Brownie. <laughs> It was, it was what you call bad timing, wasn't it? Talk Last week, it. before Talk the election, it. because we had the early payout, which you came up with and cost the business $1.3 million. Yes. So obviously we, we do a little bit of dress up. We like yeah. to have a bit of fun. So we got the idea that how about we do the early payout and we dress up as Bob Hawke. Yeah. So we had, good idea. A good idea. Great one, idea. Of the, one of the great – and I, I'd practice his um, – his, his <laughs> accent or his, uh, his tone of voice all sh- week. I'm not sure you quite nailed that. We had a, a makeup lady, beautiful lady, come in here. She spent three hours putting the makeup on. Um, it was the fake eyebrows. It was the buffy. Uh, silver hair. Silver fox yeah. hair. No. Um, and then obviously the makeup. So she put. Um, more wrinkles than I've got now, a little bit like you. And oh. uh, so, and then all of a sudden, done all the integrations, done it at six that we're going to roll out on Instagram later that day, went to Channel 7 and yeah. filmed one about two hours before the front bar. Um, some of your best work? Some of my best work. And So this is the night before the election? This is the Thursday. The Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. And then uh, so we're ready to go. I get home, told the kids, showing the photos, getting ready for the front bar to come on and watch Big Bob Hawk. A.K. Nathan Brown and came you were on. happy with your work? <laughs> I was pretty happy with my work. <laughs> oh, was I was ever? pretty happy. And then uh, the news came out that he died. Yeah. And Shocking. we thought, we have to pull everything right now. Imagine if it had been 45 minutes later and it, all the news was breaking Ooh. that Bob Hawke was died and then here I am dressed up as Bob <laughs> yeah. Hawke on national TV taking the piss look. out of it. Wouldn't have been a great look. It was, uh, it, it was good timing in a sense that we were able to pull mm. all the integrations. You were lucky. You know what it, it made you realise with the passing of Bob Hawke? Yep. Where have all our good leaders gone? Mm. Like you actually looked up to Bob Hawke, didn't you? You did. Yeah. And it's were you, uh, while we're on the election, were you happy with what happened? 
You happy with Labor? Uh, with the with ScoMo coming back in? I think it was a good comeback story. Everyone thought he was dead and buried, but it's funny, isn't it, when you go in and and, and vote, do the polling, and you you've got the, all these things you've never ever heard of, like the pirate party. I gave him one just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I didn't realise how many parties there were. Nah, and I yeah. don't understand how it the works. Shooters, fishers, and the farmers. Shooters, the shooters. How does it work? That real long sheet you get. Uh, six above the line, or yeah. you know, yeah. one below or the line. Four million. Yeah, it doesn't did you, make. What did you do? Above or below? I went, I went no, above. above too. Yeah. yeah. You know what annoyed me about the election? I'm, I'm, you know, I don't sit too far either way, and I, I would say that I look at policy and vote. So you're according. a fence sitter. Well, I think my dad taught me that you have a look at the policies of each side and you go with yep. what you think's best. So Smart. I wouldn't say I've always been one or the other. But what I don't like is the extremes of each side. Yeah. Because the mm. extremes of each side can't accept that other people have an opinion different to theirs. That's, yep. that's what annoyed you me. You know what shits me? When they spend millions and probably billions of dollars on advertising, but Not they tell us billions. exactly what the other party's not doing yeah. and how bad the other party yeah. are. Just I'd rather just tell do. us what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, yeah. looking away from politics. We'd fix it. Yeah. Looking away from politics. Imagine if me and Matthew ran for Prime Minister and Treasurer. Oh, You'd have to be that. the Treasurer. I'd be Treasurer. Yep. Well, not with Very some of the investments that you guys have made over the times at Laguna. <laughs> oh, hey, sorry, um, Gordon Gecko. If we, <laughs> if we go away from politics, I'm sure our listeners will be heartbroken. The umpires have been copying a little... Uh, Copping some abuse on the field for different, uh, various different reasons, which I don't think is entirely new. I would have thought umpires. No, they've always copped it. But what's why? What's happening all of a sudden? The difference now is the the mics because of the mics out on the ground. So you need to be very careful what you say. And I understand you can't be abusing umpires, and I was one of the worst at it, so I can't really. Did you ever go? Did you ever call me? You gave it a good tongue lashing, didn't you? I did, and I'm not proud of it. But I did. I got. I copped a fifteen hundred dollar fine one day, and you know what I said. It was the old uh, cliche from the grandstands from years ago. I called the umpire a white maggot. Oh, fifteen hundred. Yeah, I was back fine. when they were wearing white. I was brownie. reported for abusive language. You know what? I um, I don't. I'm not proud of that. One day the ball got kicked out the centre wing, and I was up against Wayne Carey on the centre wing, and he just oh, was just, just, just pushing push me to the side and took an easy mark, but he dropped it to the ground. But I sort of. It was over the top of him and the umpire paid a free kick, so I stuck my finger up at the umpire like that. Oh. And I think it was Scotty McLaren. He come over, and as simple as this, he goes, you, put, you stick your finger up at me again and I'll cut it off. And we both oh. had a laugh about it. So some, sometimes, yeah, yeah, it's good to have a laugh. Obviously, they're having a real issue at the moment at grassroots getting young people to umpire. Yeah, it's, not, it's not thought of as a, as a great thing to do to become a, a young umpire, so that's where they need to protect it. The only thing I would say on that, and I've said it on this podcast before, is – you need to have a bit of a banter with the umpire. And mm. Some of the umpires that you're just talking about, Scotty McLaren and Darren Goldspink, they used to give it back to you. Yeah. And it was a bit of fun. Old Goldspink. But, uh, I think we've gone too far the other way, but I don't condone abusing umpires. I still haven't forgotten Darren Goldspink for what he did to Hawthorne in the 2001 prelim what against happened? Essendon. Oh, mate, it was a disgrace. He deserved every, every word of abuse. Hey... So a, f- a couple of big, high-flying speckies using the old, the old Tom, Tom, uh, Tom Stewart and Liam Ryan. I, I, Tom Stewart's could have been mark of the year for mine quite comfortably any day of the week. Yeah. He didn't even get mark of the week. Liam yeah. Ryan's was a good oh, yeah, mark, yeah. but I think Tom Stewart's was better. Right. More hang time. Right. He was higher. He got more hang time. Right. And it was just gracious in the, in the form of a specky. Yes, Liam Ryan went in hard and it was all fast-paced and yeah. it was a good time of the game to do it. But just for gracefulness and just of how it looked and how it set up, I thought Tom Stewart's was better. They were different types of high marks. Yeah. They? I mean, who did he take it over, Stewart? Uh, Liberatore. Liberatore. He was a sitting duck, Liber, wasn't he? He was mm, sitting there, yeah. the ball was sat on his head. Beautiful timing. You couldn't get 
a better sit than what Tom Stewart had. I, I agree with you. He had the hang time. He sat there for a while. The difference with Ryan's was that he was coming from a different angle. He wasn't coming straight onto the ball. Mm. I, I, and it's harder to take a mark when you're coming in from the side angle like he was. And just his timing was perfect as well because Gorn was actually jumping for the mark at the same time and he just timed it better than Great what part of our Gorn game. did. Yeah. I, I liked them both, but yeah, I did like the sit that Tom Stewart got. Last Friday, Brownie, yeah. who were you out with? The Chisel. Greg Williams. So How we've spoken about out? we've spoken about our heroes on this show many times. And he was your hero. He was. Yeah. He was my hero. Grew up in Bendigo, um, and I remember you telling me a funny story because he played with Harrow, your great mate. That he calls everyone by their last name. Yeah. So the first time you met him, you get G'day Richardson. He, he would still. If really? I met, if I yeah. saw Greg Williams now, he'd say G'day Richardson. Yeah, it's so an old Carlton thing. Kernahan yeah. does it as well. So Friday yeah, night, yeah. the huddle. Um, we did it at Chris Judd's office. We all took a bottle of wine, and Juddy said, "We got." Did you take? Did you take a Hugo wines? Yeah, it took a Hugo wines, and then another <laughs> one as well. Uh, and we Juddy brought along a, a special guest, which was Greg Williams. So it was a funny night, and I've so, never seen him open up as much as what he did. He, he's he's a Really funny man. Genuinely yeah. funny guy. Really he turned yeah. around to Juddy and said, Juddy, he goes, now, I've won two Brownlows. You've won two Brownlows. Norm Smith medalist. You're a Norm Smith medalist. He said, we've both won Lee Matthews MVP award. He goes, we're known as probably, you know, top five, top ten. You know, you're probably top ten. I'm probably top five players of all time, <laughs> if not the greatest player of all time. And uh, then he said... Should have won three Brownlows, too. He, he mentioned yeah. that. He said, imagine, Juddy, he goes... If I had your pace, and he goes, I had your athletic ability, and I could run like you, he goes, I would not have lost a Brownlow. I would have won the Brownlow every year. He goes, now put it to you, Juddy. He goes, imagine if you had my ability with my legs, how slow I was, and my body type. He He goes, you wouldn't have got an AFL game ever. (laughs) He goes, that's how good I was. He was unbelievable. Remember the game at Waverley where he had 40... Four disposals didn't get a, didn't get a did vote. not get a Brownlow yeah. medal. They made a song about that, didn't they? Yeah. It cost him a Brownlow. But he explained yeah. to us um, the difference because he's doing some AFL coaching with players. So he's doing some stuff with Fife, Lockie Neal. All these players pay him right. to come and what see him or, yeah, or he right. goes up and sees them. So he just went to Brisbane, Lockie Neal. And he goes, look, some people talk about, you know, getting your mind right, all that sort of stuff, and they do a lot of work on their mind. He goes, I'm more the skilled. I really drill down on skills. So when the ball's coming towards me, I'm watching the flight of the ball. It might be a handball coming, and I'm looking to see what that flight of the ball is doing, where I want it in that split second to land in my hands so I can get rid, get of, it rid of it as quickly yeah. as possible. Nobody, it, nobody thinks of that, and that's what he's trying to impart on some of these players. His hands in traffic were the best of all time, Greg Williams, but not only over a short distance from me to your way, yeah. little quick hands. 20. He could hit a player running 20 metres away while they're running full pelt. They wouldn't break stride. I, I don't know many players that could do that and now. 38 touches in his first game at Geelong. Hey, well, looking at, uh, the, um, well, someone could say a, a modern day, Greg Williams, Paddy Dangerfield, Kang Corns, the, the feud that starts up again. Is it, is it genuine? They both work for Croc. No, so no, no, no. There's a genuine. Is it genuine? I don't think Kane dislikes no, no, uh, Kane, danger. Kane, what Kane is doing is he is deliberately trying to be provocative. That's what he That's wants to do. That's his brief he got given and from if Hutch. He, if did he, he when he started? He doesn't And it's him. good clickbait. He's Hutch loves it. He's not holding any yeah. grudges either, Kane Corns. He's no. deliberately trying to get a response. Yeah. And he got one. But do you, I, I think he's got some merit in this. Dangerfield is a sook. 
That's he might be a hard player, but he's a sook. He's very, is. he's very hard at it. Yeah, I can understand. I read all the comments, and, and it was fifty-fifty. It was fifty-fifty people supporting Kane, and normally it's a lot way uh, people not supporting Kane. But I'm, I'm not ever going to say Dangerfield's soft. Maybe no, I'm not saying he's soft. No it's way. okay. No. The, the day he kicked six against Hawthorne, he hobbled around. It was like, look at me, how yeah. sore I am. But he still got the job done. That's a bit of theatre. I don't mind that. Yeah, he's, he loves the theatre danger, but he is as hard as a cat's head. If you put the ball there in between us right now, he's going to win it before anyone. But in saying that, Kane didn't question his hardness. Kane said he's hard. The only, the only he, thing that really annoyed me about that whole Kane Cornstanger thing mm-hmm. was that Chris Scott was the person who put it on the agenda. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then clipped Kane. Yeah, I didn't get that. If yeah. anyone, Chris Scott did the wrong thing, I yeah. thought. Dreamtime this Saturday, you would have both played in... That's no, a good night. Was Dreamtime around when you were playing? Yep. I remember one of the very first dream times, Dean Polo, he's 28 disposals, three goals, won yeah. the Yayukin Award. Um, I reckon. I saw him playing the other the other week. The next Aubrey. one, he had leopard spots in his That's hair before right. the yeah. game. He dyed his hair with all these leopard spots, and we got belted this day. Strange cat. And we've come in after the game, and Plough has absolutely <laughs> given it to him. Why did he wait till after the game to give it to him? I don't know. You don't want to flatten someone before the nah, game. Nah. I reckon if he had to play well and we won, wouldn't have been spoken no, about, but we lost, and he absolutely tore shreds no, off him for his haircut. He did that Brett Toledo after a round one. Remember, Lids rolled up with the jet black hair yeah. that night and didn't get a kick. <laughs> it was gone the next day. The jet black hair. Now the dream time has become, apart from Anzac Day, I think it's the yep. second biggest sort of home and away game of the year now, as far as showcase goes. The ceremony's great, the entertainment beforehand, and because it's Essendon and Richmond, there's always eighty thousand yeah. people there. Yeah. Hey, who really was the uh, well, Bombers need to show a bit too this week? Who was the best Indigenous player you boys played with? Uh, or played? Who's yeah? Who? I guess I came through at a time in the mid '90s where a lot of Indigenous players were starting to come into the game, mostly because of what Kevin Sheedy did at Essendon. Mm. Obviously, Michael Long. Uh, I loved Morris Rioli because I was a Richmond man, and he was one of the first, really. Morris Barry yeah. Cable. Um, what about who you played with? Who I played with? Yep. Um, probably Andrew Cracker. Yeah, we both yeah, played with Andy cool. Cracker. He yeah. was he was brilliant. Did the, you play the, with the things, the things he could do, Andy <laughs> Cracker, were <laughs> extraordinary. The, the pace of his hands. Like, he wasn't quick. Uh, a lot of Aboriginal players are quick by foot and quick by running. He wasn't. He was quite slow. But his yeah. hands and his, his thought to get the footy, and I tell you what, in the boxing ring, he could put three punches on you yeah. before you even fir- saw the first one. He had quick hands. Oh, yeah. His dad, Jimmy, was like... The thing I noticed with Andrew, when he went down to grab the ball off the ground, now some players reach and grab at it and go under the ball, he almost had a handle on he it, sort didn't of, he? Like, like yeah. curl it up. Yeah, he yeah, used to it curl was it magic. up. Magic. And then uh, probably the Bulldogs' uh, brother West, Mark West, he played that amazing 97 final series. Him, he yeah, he didn't do much after that. Came yeah. back about 140 kilos uh, the next pre-season. <laughs> he had a really good time in the off-season. Play one ga- one year with Nicky Winmar at uh, at the Bulldogs. You know what? He Nicky, was at the end of it, but he was he was a jet. Nicky's skills either side of his body were as good as anyone. Mm. He could take a high mark and he was he could kick a goal. He yeah. was unbelievable. I loved Andrew McLeod as well. Obviously Goodsy, but Andrew McLeod coming off half-back. Big I still reckon the Bud's, the, the Bud's the best yeah. for me. The, oh, the, the, the best I've seen. Put bums on seats. I love Bud. Mm. You love Bud too. I've heard. I'd love some Bud right now. I mean, that much pain. (laughs) (laughs) Burning question time, Brownie. This is, of course, where we answer just the society's big, big issues. Well, it's Matthew's burning question. Yeah, I I was going to get to Richo. I was just bringing you into the conversation. Where are we going this week, Richo? (laughs) How did we go last week? Do you tell your mates 
if they've made a fool of themselves oh, the night the before. The consensus on Twitter was yes. You yes, definitely you do. tell yep, them. And you make fun of them. But you, you don't want to make them feel worse. Yeah, I know, but I think you're, you're far nicer well, than, than the average. My new best mate, Diesel, actually fell down the stairs at Juddie's office and spilt half a bottle of Grange. Oh, did he? Who mm. bought the Grange? Uh, Dars. Oh, did he? Jeez. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, unscrewing it, corked it into the bottle. Oh, that's disgusting. No. Yeah. That no, ruins it. You can't, that's a burning question. You know, yeah. what, I did, you know what I put it in? I put it in the in the Bodum coffee plunger. You know how it's got the uh, the net on it? Yeah. So I poured it in there, pushed it down. Uh, good idea. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Okay, quick uh, burning question this Ooh. week. When you go to the gym, right? Yep. Do you go to a public gym or do you work? Where do you yeah, work? Yeah, I, I go to one downstairs. Yeah, Not no, as much. Uh, I used to, yeah. Yeah. So you go to the gym, right? And I've never been one to take a towel with me. Would you take a towel? You have no, to. I don't take a you towel. You have to take I'm a big. I'm a big sweater, though. Okay. And you it's have never, to take a towel. It's never bothered me before. I've never had anyone tell me off about sweating. But I went to the gym. I've just moved to Northcote, went to a new gym in Northcote. And there was a gentleman in there the other day. Hippie, hippies that, in Northcote. Right? A deconstruction you know, bench press. You know, they're all wearing their kale. He had a... Kale Soy for breakfast. Do you know what they have uh, lattes? <laughs> like a real wankerville over there. There's a place up in Thornbury <laughs> oh, no. where they serve lattes or soybean ones or whatever they have <laughs> in avocado skins. <laughs> They've lost the plot over there. They've lost the plot. Let me get back to the point. And they lost the election over there too. Anyway, right, listen to this. Bob so this Brown. guy is walking around the gym and he's jumping on every exercise that he can. Yep. And I'm telling you, mate, this guy was Niagara Falls everywhere. <laughs> like, his hair was absolutely ringing wet. He's walking around. It is not just dripping off. It is like a hailstorm coming off. Spraying off. <laughs> Every piece of equipment he got on was drenched when he got off, right? Now, I'm asking the question. I've changed my opinion after this. Do you have to take a towel to the gym? Because this bloke... If you sweat like a pig, you do. You I think anyone's going to take Everyone was sort of looking at him. Yeah. He had no awareness of what was happening. <laughs> did one of the gym, one of the members come up and say, mate, get a towel? No, you no. You have to take it. You, it's it's disgusting. Not, you not do you have towel. to take one? Yep. No matter how sweaty you are, think, you must take a towel. I think no. I'm starting to agree with you. Like, yep. he's doing curls. And as he's doing it, like, sweat is flinging <laughs> off his face. <laughs> I so, think this guy needs more than a towel. So the burning question is, do you take a towel to the gym? And I'm saying you do have to if you're that general. Well, horses for courses, Matthew. Yep. Oh, doesn't the Trump or Trump award just have a whole lot of meaning now that I've got this spreadsheet, Richard? Look. You've I have got it. I've done. I've recorded. It. So where's winning? Is this every single one we've done? Ah, uh, yes, but oh, I, I, I haven't included those on one and two. Right. Right. So I've just got the leaderboard now. On the worst on the, the good spiky ones, we've got uh, Michael Christian on ten votes. The AFL could feature again on ten votes. Essendon Football Club on nine. Joe Danaher still on seven, and Dane Rampy on four votes. Now in the best ons, Lockie Neal on twelve. Rampy, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, last week, Sorry. Stephen uh, Coniglio on nine. Cornelio. Cornelio. Jeremy Cameron on seven. Patrick Cripps on seven. Aaron Norton on six. And Tim Kelly on five. Brownie, where are we going this week? Can you, can you stop? Put it away. Oh, Put I it away. To. I mean, no, I'm in, it I'm in all not, sorts. It's not working, mate. It's I'm in up. all sorts. All right. I'm going to start Take with back the best ons. I'm going to give one vote. Dustin Martin back in form. Yes. 37 disposals, Ooh. two goals. The Tigers are looking nice again. Yep. Two votes again. This man, thirty-nine disposals. If they didn't have him, now Lockie Neal, it is. If they didn't have him, they would not have won. The amount of clearance. I think he had twelve centre clearances, which is extraordinary. Winning the Brownlow have to be. Have to be because they've won six games. They're six and three. He's flying. Um, And Lockie Whitfield, forty disposals, three goals. What a game! He just runs and runs and runs. But I will say it. GWS at the moment are flat track bullies. 
Yeah, that's not yeah. a bad call. Uh, all right, I gave one vote to Travis Boat. Career best season. Again, yep. he is on fire over there in Port. Is this the best year he's ever played? I reckon it is. Has yep. to be. So Back in the midfield. Yeah. Uh, I love what he's doing at Port and his uh, game over there against Gold Coast was amazing. I gave two to Dustin Martin as well. That was vintage Dusty. Yeah. You know why? Because Richmond finally, and this is nothing against Toby Dankervis. He's been a warrior, premiership ruckman, but... They had a different look in the ruck. Soldo actually got his hand to mm. it, and Martin could get proactive around the stoppages. Just while we're talking about Dusty, yeah. uh, Michael Wall, who's done this before, is yeah. the, the skip does all that yeah, stuff. the cricket stuff. He's got a jumper out there that he wants you to sign, but he's also too scared to ask you to take it to the footy club to get Dusty to sign. He just wants you and Dusty on it. <laughs> and then to bring it back in okay, here. Okay, can I tell you what he's doing? He doesn't yeah. really want me on that jumper. Yeah, no, correct. He, That's what it sounds like. Going to get me You're, to sign yeah, it to he, wants, me up. he just wants You're you and Dusty, and then he's got apparently a, a a line into Royce Hart, so he's going to get Royce Hart to do it himself. All right. So yeah, all right, I'll get, yeah. I'll do that for mm. him because he's a good bloke. Yeah. Um, Sometimes. All right, so Martin too got on the move, kicked goals, took yep. contested marks, best game of the year. And if you have forty disposals, take eighteen marks and kick three goals, you have yep. to be the best player. Yep. But the question I ask with with that is if he's starting at half forward. How on earth can Carlton let a, p- a player get 40 disposals off half forward mm-hmm. and take 18 mark? marks? That's that, a lot of lack marking, that's isn't not it? Good yeah. enough. They're not contested marks. No, They're standing no, on your chippies. own 15 metre yeah. chip. chips. I used to love them. Yeah, yeah. No, they were yeah. your special. Okay, <laughs> one vote. Here we um, go. The, the tribunal, they got it wrong again. They got it wrong. Now to are we uphold. Going Michael Christian here or the tribunal? Uh, no, the, the Christo. Well, I'm going to go both. I mean, give one to Chriso, give one to the tribunal, because right. to uphold it, first of all, for Chriso to say that's worth a week to Ivan Soldo was ridiculous. Disgrace. And then for the tribunal to uphold it. Now, I saw what you wrote on Twitter or you had a conversation about it. That Jeez, you've been firing up on Twitter. If you're not a Brownlow been... medalist, if the, if that was Fife or Ablett the week before, he gets off that. So I can't believe yep. Ivan Soldo is missing a week. Makes right. no sense. So two votes. Yep. Um, man with two last names, Fletcher Roberts. I haven't seen a worse game than that for a while down at the Cattery. He fell over. He fumbled. He really... You've had bad games. Yeah, not that bad. Poor old Fletcher. Didn't have his best game. Now, this this is the worst on ground, Matthew. Some people have got to get it. And you've got to to deal with it. Richard's even too nice to give worst on. Don't defend him. He was shithouse. The way you say it, it's like you never played a bad game. I played plenty of bad games. You did. But not as bad as Fletcher Roberts on the weekend. And three votes to Carlton. They're a disgrace. I've been very, very bullish about Carlton for a long time. They're Jekyll and Hyde at the moment. They can play one great game, one poor game. And they were very, Speaking very being bullish on Carlton, this man on, on his little slot on the Wednesday rub on Triple M said that Carlton have got 13 All-Australian players. 13 With Brownie. the potential to be oh, All-Australian players. That's a big Big four. But you go through them. You've got Paddy Dow, you've got O'Brien, who have been all early picks. If Carlton get up and running, they have the ability and the talent. Where you get picked doesn't mean you're no. Australian. No, it doesn't. No. But uh, it's still oh, talent. Yeah. Still obvious oh, talent. Oh, yeah. wacky tobacco before Triple um, M yesterday. Okay. Richo, I gave one vote like some. to uh, Ben Brown down. No, you, that's a ridiculous thing. <laughs> I gave one vote to Ben Brown down in Hobart on Saturday night. Wasn't his best game. Big, Big Ben. Brownie. His teammates didn't help him the way they put it inside 50, but Benny didn't have his best game. He's like game. a big giraffe when he doesn't get the footy, doesn't he? Ground level, not his thing. Yeah, I, well, I can't comment on that. I wasn't good at ground level. That's either. where I was trying to leave you into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gave two to our old mate, Christo. Christo? Christo. Christo. <laughs> the count of Christo, Christo. again. <laughs> 
Um, We're talking about Michael Christian here. And it's a tough job, but seriously, the framework that he has to work in, it's making the job nearly impossible for him, that scale that they have. Um, And I gave three to Carlton as well. I don't think you need to say any more. If you lose by 100 points, you haven't had a very good day. All right, well, Christo then resumes his his spot on top of the worst on. Losing by that much in 2019 is like losing by about 140 points 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It was poor. Hopeless. Uh, Friday night footy at the SCG. Just excuse us for a little bit while Brownie bids on some... Can I, <laughs> quickly, this? can I quickly jump in here, Hummer? So we're here trying to do... We're about to do some games and talk seriously about the games. This... The only time we talk seriously yeah. for the last 40 minutes. And Brownie's <laughs> on his uh, iPad there. I graze online bidding for some sort some of... Some pallet uh, racking. Yeah, you know, when, you, when your wife sets you a challenge, or that's no, not a challenge, but it's Brownie, a task. It's, she's given me the responsibility to do that today. You're, you're here she wants some pallet podcast. All it is is to just up my bid to say, well, yes, you, I want you've it. You've stopped the podcast recording because you, so you, you've been you, outbid on some pallet racking. Well, now I'm in front again. What you, is pallet racking? Are you invested in what we're doing here, though? Are you invested in what you've got to do at home? Graze online. I do, yeah. I'm invested right well, Sydney Collingwood. You wait until the movie line. Can you, hey, that's investment. Oh, here we go. Can you put away your grazer line? He's devastated. He's been outbid for some pallet racking, whatever the hell that is. Sydney Collingwood, you're going up for it for Triple M. Uh, Richo yep. does not travel interstate. He's got just the home ground contract. Sydney Three been better, Sydney, haven't they? Sydney have been a lot better. Three dollars, a dollar thirty-six. The line is seventeen and a half. It's been high scoring at the SCG this year. Just keep that in mind. It's been more high scoring than other grounds. One hundred and sixty-five the total. Mm. But you'd probably have to take Collingwood at the line. I think they win by more than 17. Yeah, I think so. Collingwood are a very, very good team. Uh, Taylor Adams back this week, so that's that's a huge inclusion for that midfield. They did a great job down in Hobart, Sydney. Before the game, you thought Josh Kennedy pulls out. They're, they're not going to win the game. I mean, North never mm. lose down there. But somehow they managed to get the result. They've got a lot of young players, 18 players under 100 games in Hobart last weekend. If Kennedy comes back in, I'm not sure, but they've got some good young talent. McCartan yep. was good. Blakey, he can play. Can play. Can so, be a very good player. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think Collingwood will win the game. Adelaide West Coast, $1.64 and offer for Adelaide West Coast, $2.20. This is, for me... Almost game of the round. It's a ripper, isn't it? Adelaide have been flying lately. Not so much the scoring, but what they're restricting sides to. Um, Let's not forget, they were one and three, Adelaide. They were going pretty ordinary. The line is eight and a half here at Adelaide Oval. I think they cover that line against West Coast. West Coast are just going. Um, I still think West Coast play top four, but Adelaide for me in this one. Yeah, the only reason I tip Adelaide is because it's at the Adelaide Oval. But West Coast have had some good wins there over the years. Remember that? Uh, elimination final win against Port Adelaide a few years ago. They don't mind the ground. They defend the ground well. Um, it's a narrow ground and it suits the way West Coast play. But because it's at Adelaide and they're in pretty good form, I know mm. they lost uh, last week just to Brisbane, but I think at home, back at the Adelaide Oval, I'll tip the Crows. A game we touched on earlier, dream time at the G, Saturday night, of course, between Richmond and Essendon. Richmond, the well-back favourites here, $1.42, Essendon $2.75. Do you see this one going the way the punters expect, Brownie? I see it going the way the Tigers. They haven't blown sides away. Everything's been 1-39 to this year, so they're $1.42, $2.75, the Bombers. Richmond, $1-39, to two bucks even money. I think that's a pretty good play. Joey Danaher out again. That, that's a real concern for the Bombers. It looks like he's groin. Old school osteitis pubis, yeah. I think it is. At the moment, when Richmond bring their pressure game, yeah. they're very, very hard you know what? to Rich- beat. Richmond at the moment are just efficient. They don't get a lot of the footy. 
and they just get the ball moving forward. They gain more metres per disposal than any team. They move forward with the footy. It's pretty simple, but they get the job done. They allow the opposition to get a lot of the ball, but it's all when the opposition's back half. They don't allow the opposition to get much of the footy forward. So I think Richmond will win. Um, but Essendon are probably due in dream time. They haven't won there for a while, so I think it'll be pretty close. I just don't think their skill level is good enough against a side that... Pressures. Yeah. yeah. If Richmond bring their A1 pressure, Essendon can't win. But if Richmond are just a little bit off, Essendon are to pick the game through yeah. the middle, they might be an opportunity. But I just they butcher the footy, the Bombers. Yeah, Dimmer, Dimmer's doing it well. He, he actually didn't play Daniel Rioli last week because he thought his pressure had dropped. So he goes back to the VFL. He had one game off injured, doesn't come straight back in, plays VFL, has eight or nine tackles. You can almost be guaranteed Rioli's pressure will be unbelievable on Saturday night. Now, the first episode of Richo, Brownie and Hummer of 2019, we got you guys to do some predictions. Now, I went back to the record and I've recorded, I've written them down. Now, Richo, yes. you said, before we get to your, your top eight prediction, you said you love the 666, you love the kicking rule and you hated the 50 metre rule. Do you yeah. stand by all three of those? Oh, I don't mind the 666. I mean, it's been good in tight games, whether it's... Uh, done much more than that I don't think it has I don't the kick in hasn't made any difference no, so no, bugger all hasn't it I don't really care about that and I still hate the 50 metre rule you had Richmond this is your top 8 Richard. yeah and then I'll do Brownie after Richmond Melbourne bum, bum. Collingwood West Coast yes the Crows Swans nope. Port and Essendon you had the Wooden Spoon as Gold Coast you had the Brownlow medalist as Angus Brayshaw He's got a bit of work to do. So did I? No, I don't think Angus can win the brown line. No. So I didn't have Geelong in my top eight. You did eight. not have Geelong no, in your top eight. Print. Nope, you did not have right. Geelong. You actually made point that you had okay. Geelong missing out. So, so how many? How many did you get? So I've got. I had. I've got six of the eight. I didn't have. So I didn't have GWS or GWS. No, that can't be right. But you, I made, believe it. you made a point. Okay. <laughs> so my my new ladder at the end of the season. This will be after round twenty three. Yep. Top eight oh. will be Geelong. Collingwood, West Coast, GWS, Richmond, Adelaide, Port, and I think Essendon can just sneak into eight. Ooh, a bit salty there. You missed out on Geelong and GWS. No, I, I think <laughs> it, I'd need to go back and listen to that. Michelle. Go back to the Tates. Well, Brownie had Richmond, Adelaide, Collingwood, West Coast, Melbourne, Kangaroos, GWS, and Geelong. <laughs> now, the Kangaroos. Uh, the Kangaroos have let me down there. Melbourne's let you down there. Melbourne, so Melbourne had, can still make the eight. So you had six of the eight as well? Six of the eight. Not bad. Um, I had Geelong. So my adjusted ladder is Geelong. I think Collingwood finished second. West Coast for third. Richmond fourth. Adelaide, GWS. Ooh. I think Brisbane play finals because yeah. they've got enough home games. They're six and three. And like you, I think Essendon scrape in for so the eighth oh, spot. Port? Port no, Port. I, I just think they're too inconsistent at the moment. I, six weeks ago... I loved Port. I love what they were doing. But right now, with the amount of injuries they have, I, yeah. I struggle to see where they're getting. In fact, I had Port and Essendon both on 44, and I think I had the Lions on 44 just out of the eight. Yep. So if it, Percentage. Percentage. I didn't do the percentage. So who do I have for the Brownlow? You had Patrick Cripps for That's the Brownlow. That's pretty good, isn't it? Mm. And Gold Coast for the Wooden Spoon. So we'll... Uh, we'll, we'll... <laughs> Jeez, you made me laugh. <laughs> Did you see that? He no. goes, well, that's pretty good. Your, your head actually... <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Your head, head actually wobbled, wobbled a little Surprise, bit. he's got the world's strongest neck muscles holding up that big melon. <laughs> you were that happy with yourself there. <laughs> you what an exclusive. Patrick <laughs> yeah, well done. Brown Back of the favourite. What do you got on there? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Emmy Balenciaga's. <laughs> You've got to take them off. I'm going to show the camera, though. Take them off. They are amazing. <laughs> the Balenciaga's, mate. Oh, Man. my God. What are they? are the worst shoes I've ever seen. Get them up. Show them. We've got to get them. <laughs> Back in the Spice Girls days. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. can you take one off the end of the show. I've got to hold it. Oh. Well, we're still live. Yeah, aren't we? we're still live. <laughs> there's a <laughs> Is this being recorded? Yeah, there's. Look, Sorry, look this, at is, this I want you to look up those. Talk, talk us through this, Joe. Look up those bad boys. I like. Well, there's a, there's a real. How much? I've just noticed <laughs> what Brownie's wearing on his feet. What are these, Nathan? It's sneakers. What? What is it? They're, they're called Balenciagas. The heel's about two inches on them. <laughs> yeah. Is that not the heaviest shoe you've ever held Moby. in your life? <laughs> Baby Spice. Now, just to talk to we went to go to our next segment, but Richo has uncovered that Brownie's wearing the worst runners that you have ever seen in your life. How much do you pay for those? You go online and have a look. I'm not going to oh, say. Oh, dear, Richo. They are incredible. Oh, oh, Jesus. What's happened to you, mate? You're in your 40s, Brownie. You've been going to New York a lot, you know? You're in your forties. You can't be wearing stuff like that. There's a, there's a lot of trainers getting around at the moment, Matthew. And I just oh, they should have stayed in New York. Those things. We're still recovering from arguably the worst runners that we have ever seen in our lifetime. Those runners should have stayed in New York. But it is time for pick the mind of Richo, Richo man. I've been banned. <laughs> Yeah, let me have this one. You know that they're funny. <laughs> Mate, when you're snorting, it's funny. Yes. <laughs> oh, let's just get on with it. Start asking questions. I've All been right. banned because my, right, my question is too dirty, so and, I've been banned. And you didn't organise your questions. Okay, what is your best band of all time? Oh, best band of all time. Probably, probably the Beatles, if you really want to look at it. Is you or... Um, Rowan Connolly, a bigger social media nuffy. Oh, oh that's oh, Rowan's a bigger nuffy than me. You, you are getting I've made you are carrying on a bit lately. Nah, lately, I've made a few. <laughs> <laughs> the best coach you had because you've had a few, and how many did you have? Uh, I had five coaches: Northy, Walls, Geeshan, Frawley, and Terry Wallace. Oh. Um, probably John Northy. Yeah. Uh, how. Wedding speech day is always a very big day. How did you rate your own wedding speech performance? Mm. Oh, well, I thought it was solid. Probably seven out of ten. Is there any truth to the rumour that Jake... What did you think? I thought it was very good. Oh, thanks. Uh, is there any truth to the rumour that know. Jake King stole a lady's handbag at your wedding? Well... Oh, oh, I'll be careful here. A couple of people have asked me how, what I thought of the present they gave me. And I sort of was thinking I didn't get that present, so I'm wondering whether Jake took a few presents as well. Speaking of Tassie, and we know Tim Lane goes on about Tassie and having a side down there, mm. are you Tassie's finest export ever? No, I'm not. That is oh, who, who would be ahead well, of you? I've a lot. I'll go through four or five just to see. Oh. Ian, Ian Stewart, three Brownlow medals. Peter Hudson, best goals per game average in the history of the yep. game. Mm. Royce Hart, centre-half forward AFL team of the century. Yep. Um, They've got to be exportable now, though. Daryl Baldock, captain of St Kilda's only premiership team. Yep. There's some nice players. Just, just quietly, I reckon he thinks he's on top of all of those. <laughs> no, that is ridiculous. David <laughs> Boone. David Boone, Ricky Ponting. Hey, there's a, guy, there's a guy called Rowan Baldock who was uh, from Tassie who was just kicking, I think he'd kicked 200 goals a, a season in local yep. footy. Is he related to Darren Baldock? No, he played at the... 
That was an amateur yeah. competition. Why, yeah. why weren't you ever captain of Richmond? Oh, because I never displayed the correct leadership style. So what, what did you do that wasn't the correct leadership style? I didn't... I wasn't tolerant enough of certain things. <laughs> you idiot. <really? laughs> you used to blow up a fair bit, didn't I you? I did, yeah. I, I had a poor attitude, so I, you can't be captain with a poor attitude, Nathan. You know that. Mm-hmm. Well done, Matthew. Thank oh, you. well done, Richo. Uh, can I ask you one? Yeah. Oh, the reverse. Are the shoes you <laughs> are currently wearing... Are the shoes you are currently wearing... Starting to just give you a little question mark in your mind as to whether they're actually no good. No, I love them. Oregon, they're great. They How worry much about my shoes. How much no, were they? No, just look them up online. Well, what were they called? Uh, Balenciaga Triple S sneakers. Ooh, now, just before we get to our favourite segment, and uh, where just where Brownie has really endeared himself as a creative writer, Richard, just a couple of updates. Can you give us an update on the uh, on the pallets? Have you won that auction? Uh, no, it finishes at uh, five o'clock today. And Richard, I've just yes. looked up these runners, the Balenciagas. Now, what what price do you reckon a man should pay for? I a, wouldn't a pair of spend shoes any like that. more than two hundred and fifty dollars on a pair of runners. Yep, as uh, rightfully and so. That's probably a bit. What are they? What are they? Not runners. You? They're a little bit. More than runners, they're well, like a. It's just a. What it's a runner. Like, you can't so run it. The Balenciagas were twelve hundred dollars spent on those. Oh, Nathan, you've lost your mind. Seriously, you have lost they're, your they're mind. A gift. You pay too much. They're a gift for me. Hey, life. all right, take us out the movie line. Where are we going this week? Right. We're we're going to the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yes. Ooh. So let's have a look at the clip right now. You know, five years ago when I started Stratton Oakmont with. Donny Azoff, I knew the day would eventually come where I'd have to be moving on. And it's truly with a heavy heart that I'm, I'm here to say that that, that that day is finally here. I wanna, I wanna thank you all for your, your years of loyalty and, and admiration, but uh, the point is this. Under Donnie's leadership, along with Nikki Koskoff and, and Robbie Feinberg, moving into key management positions, this place really is it, its going to be better than ever. That I promise you, okay? Shame, you know, because... For years I've been telling you guys never to take no for an answer, right? You know, to, to keep pushing, to never hang up the phone until you get what you want, because you all deserve it. You know this fucking deal that I'm about to sign, barring me from the securities industry, barring me from Stratton, my home. <laughs> the fuck is that, you know? I'll tell you what it is, it's, it's, it's me taking no for an answer, you know? It's them, it's them selling me, not the other way around. It's, it's me being a hypocrite is what it is. So. You know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not f***ing leaving! Oh, 
know if you can do this, Brownie. This is tough. So, Careful with this. This, mm, this is a yeah, big could risk, be a career ender. What do you mean? Oh, I don't know what you're going to do yet. What are you going to do? What? Not swear? Is that what you say? Don't swear. This don't right. swear. Sorry. No worries. We can beep it out, couldn't we? All right. Yeah, we'll see. Ollie could beep it out. Well, I still can't believe you spent 200 okay. bucks on runners. <laughs> so what I thought was uh, I asked Matthew who was the biggest off-season signing. If somebody was going to get to another footy club, who yep. would it be? We, we, we were tossing up between Tim Kelly and Stephen Canelio. I think I think they're the two highest sought-after players. Probably Canelio's just in front because he's done yep. it for yep. longer. But Tim Kelly. So I've gone with Stephen Canelio. All right. So mm. Stephen Canelio standing out the front. Of the Giants boys, and he goes, I look around, he goes, I love you guys. I love you guys. Leon Cameron, been here many years. I can't think of anyone else from GWS. But uh, anyway, Kelly Jeremy for Kelly. years I've been telling you guys never to take no for an answer, to keep pushing, to never go home. Like many players have, Shield, Devin Smith, Tay-Tay Adams, Scully, McCarthy, no loyalty. No loyalty. And you know this deal, they want me to sign, sending me back to Victoria. What is that? What is that? You know, it's me taking no for an answer. It's me being a hypocrite. That's what that is. And you know what? I'm not leaving. (laughs) I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving! (laughs) The show goes on. They're going to need an extra million to get me out of here. I'm not going nowhere. That's it. Well done. Oh, Brownie. Oh, I tell you what, they just get better and better. There's going to be some serious editing, I think, needed in that one, Brandy. But uh, we need a beep. In no, there. very well done. Great show, Richo. Good luck uh, this you. week. I'm Again. going out to buy a pair of Balenciagas. Well, you can't get on the Balenciaga train. I'll need to be saving for a. Six months to afford 1200 bucks on a pair of sneakers. But please, and again, we are looking for a sponsor. Hugo Wines, technically still. Uh, we're just getting through our beautiful Hugo Wines. We, we actually get Balenciaga on board. We had, uh, we had a, another wine sponsor approach us, and Richo said no. He wants to stay stick fat to Hugo Wines. So, Hugo but, Wines are good. Yeah, the they're beautiful. So if you are a sponsor, get we're in touch with us. No, we're not. We're not. Gamble responsibly. Like, subscribe.